real issues, real things that are happening. We have that conversation and we share what we know with you. And we're so delighted that you could join us again. And we know that many of our listeners are, they were looking for the LinkedIn conversation. However, we have to delay posting that podcast until a later date. But today we've got some interesting things to share with you. And we will begin by asking you, Are you tired of the 9-to-5 scene and want more control of your day? Do you want more flexibility on the work scene? Or are you a traditional worker? As always, on this podcast, grab your pen, grab your paper, because we've got lots of things to share and you need to take your notes. Be right back. Welcome back. So let me start off by asking, what do millions of freelancers, contractors, temps, and on-demand workers all have in common? Well, they're all part of the ever-growing gig economy. Now today on the Ever Rally podcast, I am going to share on the rise of the gig economy. Are you ready for it? The term gig was usually associated with only musicians. Now, if you move in the circle of musicians or if you have a friend who is a musician, then doing a gig or working a gig is a normal language. But for non-musicians, we dream of finding the perfect career, a real job, one that is permanent and pay us a fixed salary every bi-weekly or perhaps monthly. One that we hope to stay and we dream that we would stay in that job for the next two years or five years or 20 years or perhaps until we retire. But get us folks, gone are the days of staying in one job until you retire. Such sentiments and loyalty are disappearing And guess what is emerging? The rise of the gig economy. Now today, more and more people are choosing to earn their salary by working gigs rather than being employed full-time. So just what is this gig economy? Well, a gig economy is an environment in which temporary positions are common and organizations contract with independent workers for short-term assignments. The U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics prefer the term contingent worker. Other countries refer to this emerging phenomena as the new way of working. What does this include? Well, whether you call it the contingent worker 
or you call it the gig economy, or you call it the new way of working, it includes workers who are employed by a temp agency or a contract company, on-call workers, freelancers, independent contractors. These are people who are all working the gig instead of full-time employees. Now, although independent and short-term employment arrangements have not killed the traditional nine-to-five workforce, the number of workers picking up gig is growing, even as a side job to their full-time job. Now, you probably ask, why would individuals choose to join the gig economy? You see, the gig economy is powered by independent workers selecting jobs that they're interested in because of three core factors, flexibility, variety, and passion. Flexibility, not everyone wants to work nine to five. And guess what? Some organizations don't always want this either. So you may have shift workers at different times of the days and not necessarily your traditional nine to fivers. But the freedom this brings is triggering individual to join the contingent or the gig workforce. Then there is variety. Gigs provide the opportunity for you to be engaged in different types of jobs. You have the variety and you can explore different career options. But then there is the passion. Time spent at work must have purpose and meaning. If you remember the podcast on purpose-driven leadership, meaning and purpose are very core. And guess what? This is also driving the gig economy. People want work that enable them to pursue their interests or support a cause. This is the gig economy. And folks, hold on, because there's more to come. Now, as I was researching this topic, I came across an article entitled The Gig Economy, Achieving Financial Wellness with Confidence. An article by BMO Wealth Management Canadian Edition dated July 24, 2018. And the author cited the top reasons why individuals work in the gig economy. Here is it. 48% of the people, they want autonomy and control. 19% want to earn while seeking a better job. 48% say they want to balance their career and their family needs. 22% it says it's the only way to make money. And an extra 55% say they want to make extra money on the side. Folks, just how big, seriously, is this gig economy? And what are the current predictions? What are we looking at here? How is the nature of the workforce changing? Well, check this out. According to the United States Bureau of Labor Statistics, the gig economy is affecting a wide range of sectors. Arts and design, computer and information technology, construction and extraction, media and communications, transportation 
and material moving. Other reports in indicate other economies, such other sectors, such as professional services, healthcare, education, business services, social services, legal services. Seriously? This gig economy is touching just about every sector, folks. Now, I had to ask myself, what are the driving forces? What's causing this gig economy to emerge? Can't beat it, folks. The digital age is changing the game and facilitating the gig economy. The workforce is becoming increasingly mobile. Work can be done anywhere, anytime, anyplace. So your job and my job, we're no longer tied to a specific location. Now supporting this new digital age workplace is a concept called hoteling. Many companies are getting into the hoteling mode. And it's a term that is used to describe a strategy where employers provide office space on an as-needed basis. So workspaces are now moving towards a hoteling concept and moving away from permanent workspace, cubicle, or office. You can go into your office if your office has that type of setup and you can just check into any workspace. So you no longer have an assigned desk or an assigned office. It's coming, folks. It has already started. Hoteling concept has already started. And this just makes it so easy for the gig economy to emerge. And then employers can hire whoever they need to do a gig for a few hours, a few days, weeks. And once the gig is over, hey, the relationship is over. If they choose to have full-time workers, they can be contractors versus permanent employees. Are we getting the picture here, guys? Think about that for a moment. You know, I can't help but thinking how guilty I am for being part of that employer that uh, attracts or hire the gig economy. Because interestingly, for the past three years, my developers and my designers who are contract staff, they are sourced through a company called Upwork. And our relationship is based on a gig model, but I really honestly never thought about it as a gig model. So I would initially go to Upwork and I would post a job for the skills that I'm looking for. And then I would have a lot of bids coming in. I would do the virtual interviews, review samples of their work, and then make a decision. And then what happened now is because I really like those work contingent workers or gig workers, I've actually kept my contracts open for the past three years. Although they may not always be working, but the contract is open. And if I have a gig, I would just write up the gig and assign the work and it would get done. And I cannot explain to you how convenient that is, how, how it makes the, you know, my workflow so much easier. And I really develop a bond with these gig workers, even though I have never met them, never seen them, and it's all online. 
and they do an amazing job. And what I noticed is that one of my staff actually has another job. So as I'm analyzing this whole gig economy, I realized that indeed, as Bank of Montreal um, wealth management report showed, 55% of the gig workers make extra money on the side. And that's why this whole economy is becoming so lucrative, not just for the staff or the employee or the contingent worker, but also for companies. When I looked at the United States of America gig economy, the stat says the size of the gig economy is growing. And this is according to the Business News Daily. In 1995, the size was 9.3%. In 2005, it was 10.1%. In 2015, it rose to 15.8%. And then according to the Freelancing in America study conducted by the Freelance Union and Upwork in 2017, they estimated that nearly 57, listen to this, 57.3 million Americans or 36% of the nation's workforce are freelancing and most of them are doing this voluntarily. Now in a CNN report, it says that the gig economy is expected to include 43% of Americans by 2020. And then if I come across to my homeland Canada, we are no different. The transformation of the gig economy is happening so fast in Canada. 20 to 30% of the Canadian workforce are already non-traditional workers. This includes all the contingent workers, the freelancers, the independent contractors, and the consultants. In Canada, the traditional model has already begun experiencing shelf life. The hoteling concept is perfect for the new gig workers and this is a system that really works for them. And in Canada, some companies are already in the hoteling concept. Now the study by BMO Wealth Management surveyed freelancers, contractors and other temporary workers about their experience in those precarious jobs and showed that the growth of the gig economy is growing at a phenomenal rate. And guess what, folks? There is no signs of it slowing down. Statistics Canada estimate that 2.18 million Canadians are taking part in some form of temporary work, a number which has risen significantly since the 20, 2008 recession. Then we, if we hop over to the UK, United Kingdom, and look at their gig economy, it is estimated that 5 million people are employed in this type of capacity. And the job include couriers, ride-hailing drivers, and video producers. I'm telling you folks, this gig economy is touching just about every sector. So we have to ask the question, what does the gig economy mean for employers? You got it. Employers, they want efficiency. 
agility, creativity, and innovation. Now, instead of hiring a full-time workforce and having to get human resources involved and you know doing activities such as wage negotiations, benefits, training, the gig economy is becoming more and more attractive. Employers now have the choice between permanent resource, the gig economy, or robots to get the job done. And guess what? At a cheaper rate. And guess what again? Without the stress of ensuring work-life balance and without the human resources demands. But what does the gig economy mean to you? What does the gig economy mean to you? Now, with the right mindset, with a growth mindset, not a fixed mindset, if we can work this gig economy, then we can achieve a better work-life balance. But there's something that is, that is just so powerful about a steady paycheck that it becomes harder to plan your life on a longer term when you really don't know how much money you're going to make in the next couple of months or the next year or the next two years. So while the gig economy may seem lucrative for the gig workers or the contingent workers, we must ask ourselves some tough questions about the future of work. What will a good job look like in the future? What will the workplace look like in the future? How do you plan for your financial wealth in the future? How do you plan for retirement? How will you address lack of medical benefits for you, your children, your spouse? Now, if you became ill and your earnings decrease, what happens next? These are some of the questions as a gig worker that you need to ask, you must ask. Because as lucrative as the gig economy is from the perspective of the gig worker, there are some serious implications and considerations. In the BMO report, Tennis Slade, who is the national head of wealth planning BMO Wealth Management US was cited as saying the growth and popularity of the gig economy among employers and workers alike is resulting in a sea of change in how gig workers manage daily finances and retirement planning. Tanya further stated there are obviously tremendous advantages for gig workers of all ages, from flexibility, personal growth, and employer-based retirement plans for less consistent incomes requires additional time and planning in order to achieve financial help. The federal officials have been for years studying how do we respond to this rise of cross-border telework and more workers making money through different platforms like Uber and Airbnb and others that may just be beyond the reach of governmental regula regula regulatories. This is the effect of globalization. But as I wrap up this episode, I want to ask, do you believe that the old-fashioned job remains king? 
Are you innovator or are you a lagger? To you innovators out there, I say, the gig economy promises a future of empowered entrepreneurs and boundless innovations. To the laggards, the gig economy is the future of work that is attracting workers who feel disenfranchised and worried about that the traditional jobs are disappearing. And if you are neither an innovator or a laggard, but you have a different perspective on this emerging trend, then let's continue the conversation. Head over to www.avrilreilly.com and share your thoughts. What does the gig economy mean to you? How will this impact your future of work? How should governments respond to the rise of the gig economy? These are the questions that we have to ask. I'll be right back as you ponder those. Now, if you would like to continue this conversation, or if you have an interesting topic on technology, leadership, business, and faith that you are so passionate about, and you would love to be on the Avril Rally podcast to share your passion, then email us at coach, that is C-O-A-C-H, at Avril, A-V-R-I-L, Riley, R-I-L-E-Y, dot com. And to all my passionate listeners, Together, let's change the world with a different perspective. Share this podcast episode with your friends and your family. And I'll see you next time. And again, to all my engineers and sound crew, thank you so much for being a part of the Avril Valley Podcast.